Hey, everyone, and welcome to the All It Takes is a Goal podcast, the best place in the entire world, including all of Canada, to learn how to build new thoughts, new actions, and new results. I'm your host, John Acuff, and today I'm going to teach you how to quickly build a tool that I call the Action Tracker. It's one of the best tools I've ever found when it comes to accomplishing goals. But first, let's hear a quick word from the sponsor of today's episode. Whether your engines have been running all winter long or you've been hibernating through the cold, let's talk about a food that will keep you going all season, macadamia nuts. Imagine enjoying macadamia nuts without having to go on a mission to find them among their distant cousins in the mixed nut package. A handful of these naturally buttery flavor bombs has the perfect calorie breakdown of proteins, healthy fatty acids, fiber, and a couple of carbs so you can snack without throwing yourself out of whack. You can get freshly roasted macadamia nuts in a variety of snack sizes from Uguazi Macadamia. But you won't just get better macadamia nuts from Uguazi, you'll also help build a better world. Yuguazi means knowledge in Zulu because this isn't just another nut brand. Yuguazi is a nonprofit whose primary mission is providing quality and affordable college education to African students. Yuguazi doesn't just give a percentage of profits to charity. All the profits from their 14,000 macadamia nut trees and their freshly roasted macadamia sales belong to Uguazi International Christian University, a fully accredited nonprofit and Christian university in the kingdom of Eswatani. Order your next snack from buymacadamias.com. That's B-U-I-M-A-C-A-D-A-M-I-A-S.com. When you use the code John Acuff, let's spell that too, that's J-O-N-A-C-U-F-F, you'll get a free snack size package of roasted and lightly salted macadamia nuts with any order. That's buymacadamias.com. Use the code John Acuff. You can help build a better world while enjoying a healthy yet tasty snack of Uguazi macadamia nuts. All right, let's jump right into today's episode. In last week's episode, I told you that goals are not easy but they are simple. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, that something is not easy, but it is simple. I, I don't know who first said it. It was probably Benjamin Franklin or Abraham Lincoln or, or Rick Ross. Somebody definitely said that first. It was not me, but it's true. Goals are one of those things that they're not easy, but they are simple. In fact, every goal is based on four simple factors. Number one, your results. Number two, your actions. Number three, your time. Number four, your motivation. The results are what you want to happen, the finish line in your goal, what you're aiming for. The actions are the steps you're going to take. What are you actually going to do to make that thing happen? The time is your deadline, how long you work on it, how you manage your calendar, your clock, and your motivation is your passion, your fuel, your drive, your why. It's what keeps you going. If your goal failed, chances are one of those four components or maybe multiple of those components weren't in play. If your goal succeeded, all four of those were humming along. Last week, we did a deep dive into how to make sure your goal has the best kind of results. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, definitely check it out. We'll link it in the show notes. I think you'll really like it. Today, we're going to discuss that second component, actions. Now, 
I need to start with a bit of a confession. Here's my confession. I am easily flummoxed, which by the way is such a great word, but it's true. I'm easily flummoxed. It does not take much to stop me in my tracks when it comes to working on a goal. The smallest obstacle can knock me off course. Sometimes I feel like one of those old toy robots that shuffle their feet on the ground back and forth. They can walk, but barely. If they they hit just the corner of a living room rug, they get stuck and can't move forward. It's like their feet are just shuffling back and forth. And then they run into an obstacle and the whole robot is ruined. That's me with obstacles for my goals. If I hit a one inch impediment, like just the smallest little problem, the smallest little change to the plans, the smallest little complication, I instantly am like, you know what? Screw it. Screw it. This goal is dumb anyway. I'm out. Now, I've been working on that for years and years and years, and I have gotten better. One of the ways that I've gotten better, one of the things that's helped me is a a really simple soundtrack that encourages me to keep going. What's a soundtrack? I've talked about this a number of times. I read a whole book called Soundtracks, and a soundtrack is just my phrase for repetitive thought. Your thoughts are the internal soundtracks you listen to, and they impact your entire life because your thoughts turn into your actions and your actions turn into your results. So when I feel stuck, I say a simple soundtrack to myself. Here's what I say. Did you Google it? It's just four words. It's not that fancy. Did you Google it? But often when I'm trying to tell myself or anyone that'll listen, usually my poor wife, Jenny, that some goal is impossible. It'll never work. The odds are stacked against me. This is not going to work. Like those four words, did you Google it, will snap me out of a funk. The truth is, Most of the time, when I feel pushed into a corner, I haven't even Googled it. Now, I've made a lot of assumptions. I've maybe relied on old information from years ago. You know, even coming up with this podcast, my wife was like, I think you should do a podcast. And I was like, they're really complicated. You have to do so many things. And I think you have to buffer them. Like, I remember like eight or nine years ago, you had to do them so, they were so complicated. They weren't, It's they're probably still that way. They're still that way. So I've made all these assumptions. I've relied on old information. And maybe I've let fear get too loud and tell me how complicated something is going to be. But I haven't just Googled it. Now, when I do, here's here's what's crazy. I can usually figure out a solution to the problem pretty quickly. And you don't even have to technically use Google in that moment. You can just spend a few minutes thinking quietly about a possible solution to a problem and the actions it will require. I did that just the other day. I got a speaking request for next August. The way public speaking works is you get what's called a hold. So a client will say, hey, will you hold this date for us? And then that can possibly turn into a booked event. But the first thing they do is they say, hey, we're talking to five people. We're talking to three people. Would you be one of the three people that will hold that date for us? Like give us the first hold. Don't let anybody else book something on that date. We have a date for that event. Maybe we'll do it. Will you hold it for us? So I got a hold. It's for next August, which is awesome. I'm really excited about all this public speaking I'm going to get to do in 2022. But I also know that there are two days in that month where I want to be in Birmingham, Alabama, moving my oldest daughter, Ellie, into college. Can you believe I already have a kid going to college? Maybe you can if you've ever seen my photo and you're like, that dude has not some gray hair. He has all of the gray hair. Like all of it on the planet is on his head. 
But I, I can't believe that I already have a kid going to college. It goes by so fast. Well, and I think more accurately, I should say some of it goes by quickly. Some of it doesn't. Never tell a toddler parent that childhood goes by so fast. Toddler days are 97 hours long. And daylight savings time, by the way, is the devil because your kids don't know. Like tell a two-year-old, whoa, 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 hey, hey, we've changed our clock. So I'm going to need you to stay in bed a little longer. Like they won't listen to that. I used to hate daylight savings time. Now, elementary school speeds up a little bit as they start to have their own friends and their own activities. Middle school starts to sprint and high school is a blur when it comes to kids. But the toddler years are slow. I digress. My normal habit in moments like that, when someone asks me a detailed question like, hey, can you speak in this city on this date eight months from now, is to get flummoxed. How, how can I know? I don't have that information. What if I say yes and I miss Ellie's move-in date and she becomes a drug dealer? That, that's what will happen. I miss her move-in date and she becomes a drug dealer because I didn't move her into college. And then I would ignore that email for a few days. That's what I'd normally do. I'd, I'd kind of get flummoxed. I'd go, there's no solution. I'd ignore that email for a few days, letting other emails kind of pile on top of it and kind of just hoping that it magically fixed itself. Have you ever done that in your own life? Are there questions people ask you or projects or things that you see in your inbox and you're like, I'm going to just hope that that one kind of ma like magically fixes itself and then you just wait and wait and wait and wait until somebody finally goes, hey, 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 are you going to respond to this? And you're like, what? I didn't. Oh, yeah, totally. Usually that's what I do. But this time I did something different. This time I was thinking about my actions and I asked that question, did you Google it? And I realized I hadn't. I hadn't spent any time thinking about the solution. All I'd thought about is the problem. And I, I think that's a really important distinction. Did you think about the solution, the actions that would help you with the solution, or did you only think about the problem? It's so tempting. It's so easy to overfocus on the problem and ignore possible solutions. This time, I asked that question. Did you Google it? And I hadn't. So I sat down for a minute at most, maybe 90 seconds. And I thought, okay, what are some actions that would solve this problem? What, what are some of the actions that I could do? And I realized, you know, what I need to do, I need to figure out from Sanford, the university my daughter's attending, what their move-in dates are. Okay, I need that information. Okay, how can I find that information? And I thought, oh, John Rowland, who works at Sanford and I went to college with, and now he works there because, again, I'm so old. Like, my friends now work at the colleges that I attended I said, I bet I could ask John Rowland. Okay, great. That's an action. Ask John Rowland. But then I was like, oh, then I hit another like impediment. And I was like, but I don't have his contact info. And I thought, oh, but he follows me on Instagram. So then I went on Instagram and I tried to DM John Rowland. And for whatever reason, Instagram was like, nah, you don't, you don't get to DM him. And I was like, oh no, maybe it's because I don't follow him. So then I followed him and Instagram was still like, nah, for whatever reason, like we've coded this in a way that you can't message this specific person. Like we'll give you plenty of access to people who want to sell you Bitcoin or Forex trade. Like we'll spam you constantly with people who are trying to tell you like, hey, Jill Smith helped me with my money. She is the best. Like those comments are all over my Instagram posts, but I couldn't for whatever reason message John Rowland. So then I'm flummoxed again. I'm like, oh no, oh no. But then I realized, wait a second, my friend Amy Fenton 
she probably has John Rowland's contact info. She knows John. So I ask her, I just text her, took two seconds. She's like, yeah, here it is. She sends me back his contact info. I text him the question, but then I realize, okay, he didn't respond. Maybe that's his old number. So then here's the crazy thing. I just Googled his name and his email address. And because he works at a big university, he had it posted online. I sent him an email. He immediately wrote back and said, yeah, let me figure that out for you. Within an hour, I was like, here's the dates. I then got to respond to the client and say, I can do that event. Fantastic. It was a small little series of actions. So if you came up to me and said, John, I know what results I want. Like, here's my goal. I know what the results are, but it's impossible. It's not working. I don't know what to do. I would say to you, tell me about the five actions you did. Tell me about the five physical actions you did to solve this problem or accomplish this goal. And if you told me, well, I haven't, I haven't really done any. Um, I've done, I've done one sort of, I would tell you, go back and do five actions, go back and at least do five actions. It reminds me of a story I heard Gary Goldman tell Gary Goldman. If you've never listened to him is an amazing comedian. Look up his state abbreviations bit that he did. We'll link that in the show notes. Let me make a note of that. We're going to link Gary Goldman state abbreviations in the show notes. I think he did it on Conan state abbreviations. Yeah, we'll list, we'll link that because it's so perfect. But I heard him on another podcast saying that his mom used to say to him when he didn't want to go out, like say there was some social event that he didn't want to go to, she'd say, just give it an hour. Go for an hour. Just, just give it an hour. Go there. See if you like it. If you don't like it, you can leave. And Gary said there were so many times that he's so glad he did that because once he was there and got into the moment, he was so glad he was there. But if he had stayed home, he would have missed it. He said there are other times when he went for the hour and he said, you know what? I don't like this and I'm leaving. And that's perfectly fine too. That's awesome as well. But it's about doing that minimal kind of experiment. Okay, he went for an hour. You're going to try five actions. You're going to try and see what happens. That's what actions do. Actions lead you to the next step. They give you the chance to go, okay, I'm closer to the results. That's what I need to do. So what actions will make achieving your goal, whatever the goal is, easier? The best way to keep on top of that question, the best way to move forward with actions is to use what I call an action tracker. It's a simple paper-based chart that helps you keep a visual focus on the actions you're building into your life. So many people have done versions of this. This is something that so many people have done for years and years and years and years. And I think it's really, really helpful to build an action tracker. All you need is a notebook, a pen, and a ruler. Um, Heads up, if you buy a metal ruler and you travel with it in your carry-on bag, you get to be searched at every airport. So just, you might want to invest in a plastic ruler. I'm just saying like, People get, TSA gets real tricky about when you try to travel through the metal detector with what looks like a saber, just a heads up. So once you have your supplies, the next step is to create a list of actions that will make it easier to finish your results. The actions can be anything as long as it can be accomplished every day. You wouldn't write, write a book on your list. That's not an action. You wouldn't write, finish my dissertation. You wouldn't write, grow my net revenue by $1 million. Those are all big goals. You would instead write something like spend 30 minutes working on my book or do three cold calls every day or read 10 pages of a book I'm researching. They have to be daily things you can do, daily actions. Here are some actions that I've tracked in my own life. Making my bed every morning. 
I decided, you know what? I'm going to make my bed every morning. Another one was taking vitamins. I want to figure out, okay, I want to be taking vitamins deliberately every morning or saying morning affirmations or encouraging one person a day, flossing my teeth, reading 10 pages, drinking 64 ounces of water. You can tell these relate to some of the micro goals. I love to take micro goals, an episode we did a few episodes ago, and track them. And you'll notice that all of those actions are all over the place. That's what's fun about an action tracker. You can apply it to any goal in your life. Just brainstorm a big list. So you start with your results. Here's what I'm trying to do. And then you go, what are the actions that are going to get me there? Here are a few prompts that you can use to come up with some actions. Prompt number one, people who are successful at this type of goal always do blank. Let me say it again. People who are successful at this type of goal always do blank. For instance, let's say that one of my big goals, my results was to grow this podcast. I was excited about it. I wanted to get more listeners. Um, Okay, I want to grow this podcast. I could look at people like Annie Downs, my friend Annie F. Downs, who has a huge podcast network. And I could look at her Instagram account and say, wow, she's really successful. What are the actions she's doing? Oh, okay. You know what she does that I don't do? She posts a screenshot of the interview before the interview's up to say, wow, so excited to have so-and-so in the studio with me. It was fantastic. Can't wait. Okay, I could do that. I could go to my friend Dave Hollis's Instagram page and go, wow. Dave Hollis has a really big podcast. And whenever he has a new episode drop, he does Instagram stories about it. He says, hey, everybody, here's this new episode. Swipe up. You can listen to it or click here, whatever the, whatever the phrase Instagram's using these days. I don't do that. Okay, people who are successful at this type of goal always do blank. I could immediately come up with a handful of things to do. Second prompt, actions that have helped me in the past with this type of goal are blank. If you've done this type of goal before, if you've achieved something similar, what were the actions you did that helped you achieve that? If my goal was to stay in shape, for instance, running has helped me in the past. I'd add that to my list of actions. Prompt number three, to accomplish my results, experts suggest I blank. So you can study people a number of different ways online. One way is to just look up what are other experts actually advising you to do. Annie didn't say, hey, I think you should. She just does it and I get to learn from it if I'll pay attention. But as soon as Google was invented, we lost the ability to say the phrase, I don't know how to do blank. Spend 10 minutes and see what experts in your type of goal actually recommend. Just 10 minutes. Why only 10? Because this can get really overwhelming if you spend hours and hours. You can come up with 10 million actions and then not do any of them. Just set a timer, 10 minutes, and look up, okay, what do experts suggest about this type of goal? You're going to find a wealth of information. And the fourth prompt, this is the fourth prompt I want you to fill out. I would start on this goal today, but first I need to blank. Take all those excuses that you've been using every time you think about doing your goal and turn them into actions. For example, let's say your goal is to declutter your garage. That's a popular goal in January, right? You want to get rid of some stuff. Everybody feels that way. Maybe every time you think about doing that goal, though, that result, a clean garage, a clean attic, a clean bedroom, whatever, every time you think about it, you think to yourself, I would start on this goal today, but first I need to buy some trash bags. That's fair. Maybe maybe you want a thicker trash bag or a bigger trash bag. That's a good point. It's really time consuming if you don't have trash bags and you just end up taking the trash to the dump bit by bit in your pants pockets. Like that takes forever. 
It's like um, that scene in Shawshank where he's tearing down his wall and he's dropping the, the wall through his pants. Like that would take you forever. You probably need trash bags. Write down, buy supplies. Like make that an action. If you want to get in shape, but you don't have the right shoes and you keep saying, I would start on that goal that I'd run right now. It's beautiful weather outside. I'd get out there right now. But first I need to buy some new shoes. Guess what I would tell you to do? Make buying a pair of shoes an action. That's a solvable problem. That's what's so fun about action. Action solves problems. Now, those are a few prompts that'll help you come up with some actions. And I want to be clear. Some of them are daily actions and some of them are event actions. A daily action is just what it sounds like. It's an action, this is going to blow your mind, you can do every day. Those are the actions you add to the action tracker. A walk around the neighborhood is an example of a daily action. An event action is an action that happens once and doesn't need to be tracked. It happens once and it's done. Buying runny shoes is an example of that. It's still an action. It's still an action that matters to your goal. But you would never put that on an action tracker because you're not going to measure that daily. You won't buy a new pair of shoes for the next 30 days in a row. So take any that you can do daily and then put them on the tracker. Here's how I draw the tracker. It's just essentially a grid. On the left side of the page, I list all the actions that I want to accomplish in a vertical row. So let's take five. If there's five actions on the left side of the page, I'd write them down one, two, three, four, five vertically. Along the horizontal part of the chart, I would write one, two, three, four, all the way to 30 or 31, depending on what month it is. It's a really simple chart. Throughout the month, as I do the action each day, I would color in the box. So I, I would make it a grid. I love a ruler. I love grid. I do a dot grid paper is what I use. But I'd have a grid and I'd color in the box when I accomplished it. And then at the very end of the month, I might have T over the last row. Um, no, it's column. I always get column and row backwards. I'd have T over the last column for total, just to see at the end of the month, wow, I did that 10 out of 30 days, I did that 15 out, you know, out of 30 days, whatever. It's fun to start an action tracker um, on the first day of the month. But since it's January 17th right now, don't wait. You can start a 30-day action tracker any day of the year. How many actions should you track? It really depends on you. But here's my advice. Start with less than you want. If you think you can track 10 different things, start with five. If you can think you can track five, start with three. Prove to yourself you can knock out a certain number of daily actions and then bump up that number after a month of success. Does this sound like a very nerdy thing to do when it comes to goals? So I'm going to grow, like draw a chart, John, and it's one side is going to have the actions and the other side is going to have the days and I'm going to track it and color in the boxes. Does that sound nerdy? Of course it does. But I've told you over and over again that I'm a goal nerd. And one of the few things that every goal has in common is that it took action. I've never found a goal that didn't require action. Get deliberate. Add some intentionality to how you look at your goals. Lean into actions and you'll be surprised how much more enjoyable all your goals become. Next week, I'm going to teach you a little bit about time. That one's going to be a ton of fun. But thank you for listening today. We'll put all the links in the show notes as always. And thank you for reviewing my podcast. A podcast about goals should have a goal when it comes to reviews. And our goal is 1,000 reviews. Every review brings us one step closer to achieving that. So thank you for doing that. Please make sure you subscribe or follow so that you don't ever miss another episode. Last, 
But not least, big thank you once again to our sponsor, Uguazi Macadamia. Visit buymacadamias.com and use the code John Acuff to get a free snack size package of roasted and lightly salted macadamia nuts with any order. That's it for this week. I'll see you next Monday. And remember, all it takes is a goal. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the All It Takes is a Goal podcast and to get access to today's show notes and exclusive content from John Acuff, visit acuff.me slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the All It Takes is a Goal podcast.